Welcome everybody back to uh, a long overdue episode, as I may say. But anyway, we are here to bring you lots of love and hugs and smooches and chocolates and gore. To be fair, yes, and gore. What what are we giving your our heart out into everything? Anyway, to put it even more into speculations of this is. We have some lovely people to talk with what we are going to be talking about, if we even have anything nice to say. But anyway, before we get into that, I'm Paul Dolsky, and I'm joined with... Tessa Baker. And we got the Mr. Man from all the way from Brooklyn. We got... Who is this? Who? Who? I'm not from... Me, I'm from the Bronx. This is Ken Artuse. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a slap in the face. In the face. <laughs> I will take that. Brooklyn, Bronx, you know. There is the I, I forgot <laughs> which one was which. My bad. Anyway, as you just probably just heard, is you might have remembered her from way back in the day. And then... um. She took a break with us. We'll just put it that way. And now we would like to make the return of none other than the Beanie Queen, the Mistress of the Crip, Crystal Lobello. <laughs> also known as the person that got away last time because he was waiting for February 15th, which is tomorrow by the time you listen to this episode, because of the 50% off chocolates. That's right. <laughs> and unfortunately, Ken's not going to get the joke, but I hope we all can remember this old joke. And that is, you guys got to realize one thing, right? Valentine's Day didn't go on Tuesday, which unfortunately means we got n- not the luckiest day of the year. And we were unfortunately not able to land on the Torture the Nipples Tuesday. Oh, Oh, no. However, though, I hope we all have the uh, breakaway jeans and stuff like from last few years ago. But anyway, that's that's, that's enough of that. But anyway. Sweatpants. The the fucking (laughs) pants. (laughs) Anyway. And we're not talking, you know what, this, this, screw this. this we're not going to try to re- do what we did last time. We're not going to do a repeat. Anyway, so we're here to talk about My Body Valentine, the 3D, which came out in 2009. Um, you know, everybody had the famous uh, uh, line of, really? <laughs> so in this case, we got the really again when it comes to this. And we got Jensen Jensen uh, Jackos from Supernatural, and I probably already butchered his last name, but whatever. This has been an interesting week as it is. And then watching this episode last uh, episode, oh my god, watching this movie last night has really fucked my brain of realizing <laughs> what I'm trying to talk about. And I went back to listen to the old episode that we did, and it's very now interesting of why I prefer. The 1981 version over this I don't even know dumpster fire of a remake I guess so but oh since it's been a hot minute as we would used to call it so Crystal what are your thoughts 
on going into this conversation of My Body Valentine 3D. I'm mad that I wasted three nine nine on written this film. <laughs> it's just as she as I remember when I was 19. It has my opinion on this movie has not changed whatsoever. <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gents. <laughs> Ken. I think I think we summed up the podcast in that sentence. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that's, a, that's a wrap. <laughs> that, that's a wrap. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's yeah. a good one. Wow. How, how can we top that one? <laughs> Ken, what do you think of this one? Well, uh, before the podcast began, uh, I, Paul, I made a statement. I said, we have to at least give credit to the film. At least it was rated R. At least it was rated R. How many horror movies these in the past, what, 10 years have been PG-13? That's not horror anymore. That's just, I don't know. Trying to you, make a strip. Yeah, you're stripping down the horror content for, to, for, to general audiences. It's, it's not going to work. To attract kids, uh, what is it? Come on, uh, let's at least give credit to my bloody Valentine remake. At least it was rated R. That's true. Yeah, and for good I'll reason that. too. That's true. I mean, you have like the titties and the whole frontal of that lady. So I mean, you got to kind of rate it rated R. Yeah, Irene. Yeah, walking walking <laughs> out of the hotel room, bucket ass naked, and a pair of hooker heels with a gun. Hey, she, made- hey, she had a boss <laughs> bitch moment right there. Okay. I couldn't do that. She's just like, she's like, well, fuck this. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother with clothes. You're it's not like, going to put oh. me on Pornhub for free. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, man. And how, oh, God, how about her death scene, though? Oof. The most famous, well, one of the most famous ones ever. I felt more, I felt more, more bad for the freaking hotel manager lady. That was looking for oh, her god, dog. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. I'm like, she's just walking in trying to find her dog, and yeah. Next thing you know, she's hanging up and on the ceiling like she's uh, dangling from um um like a chandelier or something. I don't even know. Crystal pretty <laughs> much took the words out of my mouth. Like it's pretty much like most of it is like, oh, let's just throw this up on Pornhub kind of material for the most <laughs> part. It's not. It's not even like. A film that you could even like get into even even with you know dean from supernatural being in it still it's like oh god no it, it didn't help it well that's like like crypto and i were talking to you before this and crypto would mention um how sam from supernatural because right now his real name is uh swooping through my brain but anyway how he did a better job in the Friday the 13th remake than Dean did with My Body Valentine 3D. Yeah. Which, yeah. Ken, do you agree with that? Uh, yeah. I think I think the Friday the 13th, his acting in there was way much better. And I don't know, I have a hate-love relationship, but I'm digressing from this, uh, what, would, what, this what would we call this, a film? No. No, uh, no, it's not a film. But I, it's a love-hate relationship with Friday the 13th remake. It, it was good, and it had its moments. But yes, I agree. He was a better actor, a better protagonist in that film than my bloody Valentine, his counterpart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to even go with this movie. Because, like, <clears throat> like, okay, so 
did anybody think any of the kills in this 3D film were actually like cool? I mean, I no. will, I will at least admit that I liked the little Easter egg that they did with the original where they put the lady inside of the laundry again. But the only difference, though, is that the 1981 film did it so much more better because that actually, as we kind of mentioned back in the original uh, episode of My Bloody Valentine for the 1981 film, is that that, that poor lady... Looked like she'd been in there for maybe 12 or 24 hours. and like... She looked like a life-size melted Barbie doll. Exactly. <laughs> There's no other way that I could possibly put that. I mean, I'm a sucker for practical effects. And I'll always go with the original because that's all they had back in the day was practical effects. This one, all the kills, and I get it, it was supposed to be you know CGI, 3D. All the kills look so fake. That it's just like like the do the guy the pickaxe to the eye and the eye shoots out. I'm like, I, it if not being in 3D and watching it, it's it takes away. I mean, even the movie was shitty when it first came out, but it takes away even more of the immersion in any of the kills because it's like the blood splatters are coming straight at you. I'm like, look at that. You know, them that's some great graphics right there. I mean, I just I couldn't get into any of the kills because I mean, I mean, There's I guess the best one. Yeah, I oh, mean, the, yeah. the best kill was probably the hotel lady when she got cooked in the jaw and electrocuted into the light. Probably yeah. the best kill, in my opinion. And, yeah. And I want yeah. we touch on the practical effects r- real quick. And I'm just going to say it like this. I think most of their fucking budget in this film went to the goddamn 3D thing, right? Cause, yes. Because... And that's why, like, I find this movie to be so much lacking when it comes to, like, the practical effects when it comes to the killing. Because, like, let's all remember the original for a minute. Like, let's all not just remember the amazing laundromat one where, as Tessa put it, like a melted Barbie doll. But let's all remember the unrated version where we saw Watcherface get hung up in the shower room you know like that was that was amazing or as um tessa called it in the episode um those two that got drilled and not in a good way (laughs) any any guy getting drilled is a bad thing (laughs) yeah i will definitely say that the original with the practical effects and everything definitely outweighs the remake with the 3d the 3d and the cgi for this film like it just kills it oh i mean there's even stuff like i mean we were watching it me my little brother watched it with me and we were talking about how even at some points the pickaxe looks fake when they like zoom in on the pickaxe it looks pretty much like something you could get at spirit halloween yeah, tree limb that goes through the jeep. Like, yeah, I know that's supposed to be in three D, but that tree limb looks so fake and plastic. I'm like, they really did not have. They didn't use their budget correctly because this is god awful looking. It looks just. It doesn't look real. No, I don't know what they were going for with the three D because during that time, I don't recall three D coming back. Was it? That's when three D was actually starting. Like. In yeah, like the IMAX theaters the and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that was the peak of it. Yeah, they didn't do a good job with that because uh-huh. we could even compare this 3D material to Friday the 13th 3D. 
<laughs> and it's just night and day. And you're talking about a huge gap of years. And even the Friday the 13th 3D looks way better than this one in terms of quality. And that's saying a lot. Charles 3D looks better in quality than this one did, in my opinion. And that's well, that happened before I was even born. Yeah. Well, I will say this real quick. So the budget for the 2009 remake for 3D <clears throat> was $15 million. And the opening weekend brought in 21 mil and about the whole gross uh, that they've received in total is about a hundred million dollars. So they, they made their money back. But I mean, I wonder how many of those people kind of said the same thing like we are saying, like, really? Like, like. This was kind of lame with the kills. They're probably like, oh, man, I shouldn't have wasted my money on a ticket to come see this. Well, the younger generation probably liked it because, I mean, there's let's face it. I mean, us who grew up on like the originals and stuff and go see the remake, we're like, oh, this is garbage. But you got to remember there in that era, like 2009, they were starting to try to get the younger kids generation into horror. So a lot more flashy, a lot more gore. It was more pertaining towards them than the fans of the original. Yeah. Which you sometimes you can't do that with horror. I mean, yeah, bring in the new generation, but you can't make it for just the new generation and shun out the old. Yeah, you gotta you gotta tastefully make it good for both. Yeah. And 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 by doing so and providing a lame quality horror film or just like i said in the beginning a horror film that is pg-13 you're just diluting the genre and the younger generation will come to expect horror to be a certain way and it's not it's because horror has a rich horror has so many attributes gore it's practice comes from practical effects, not special effects. You have to have a good mixture of both in order to execute a good kill scene and execute it well. That's what makes a horror movie memorable. We could name a good memorable kill scene in any of our favorite horror movies. That's what sticks out. That's true. I agree with that. And there wasn't anything memorable about this remake. There really Absolutely. wasn't really. Except except for like Crystal said, the only good, really good kill was killing off the little manager lady in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I, the only thing I can say that good about this film is Tom Atkins. <laughs> and I, I do kind of appreciate, I guess, that they spun it and making Tom the killer instead of Axel. Axel was the original killer. And the first one, they spun it to make an Axel the good guy this time instead of Tom and Tom the good bad guy in this one and Axel the good guy. I, yeah. It's a new different spin, but that, I mean, that's not enough to be like, wow, this is a great freaking film. I love it. No, it, you, you're changing the characters around and making a new spin on it. I mean, Sarah was the same, the love interest, but other than that, I mean, that's the only kind of cool things they had. And I mean, Tom, like I said, best part of the movie was Tom Atkins, hands down. I agree with that. Um, yeah. And what did what did we what did we all think of the fact that between the original and this remake that they kind of change the villains around? Because if you guys remember, with the original, the original villain was Axel, 
which yeah. in the remake actual became the police officer who became basically the dick as i'm gonna call it <laughs> but um but then they made tom be the insane guy basically yeah, the, the hallucination because of what happened uh what was it like 10 years prior basically yeah it was basically it was basically another like man of manifestation for like a better wording of harry yeah yeah i mean like so that's that's probably one of the only besides some because that was probably the only good thing about it was they switched tom and axel's characters around i mean they took another spin on it and <clears throat> that's about the only two redeeming qualities from that film and the little doll the doll did a pretty good acting part but i mean i'm just glad the doll didn't get killed in the film because i've been awful mad yeah <laughs> yeah i'll agree with that uh ken were you gonna say something or were you just clearing your throat yeah i was just clearing my throat uh uh trying to find my personal uh good takeaway from the film is not not even no because i'm even comparing the outfits and i prefer the 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 original this slight oh, change the of the outfit the, from the uh, guy minor right yeah yeah uh i don't know it, it, it yeah it looks the same aesthetically but just the older version has that vintage look to it i don't know the dirty look like yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. The worn look yeah it does look like the the remake looks like it's a little bit too uh clean, too clean. right right yeah I, I, was, I will agree with that i was upset there was no wind pants in this one as well <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um i mean it's it's okay we had the original and we had a remake a, a couple of decades later. Why hasn't this in, uh, antagonist become popular in horror culture, just like the other killers like Jason and Freddy? What, what is this character lacking? What can we, if we were to have the funds to make this character stand out, what, would it, what can we change? Ooh. That's a I good mean, question, Ken. Aesthetically, as a killer, I like I like I like how the original was, and to me, in all honesty, like because there is a you know there are fans I do are a fan of the My Bloody Valentine movie, but I mean he was one. This movie should have been like a one and done kind of film, like and because it's it's like every other horror killer. I mean, you constantly pumping out movies, remakes, extra films, and I mean, this one was honestly the most realistic type killer, besides, unless, you know, of that era. Because, I mean, Michael and Freddie and Jason, all them, the older school killers, all had supernatural abilities or a curse or something that made them a boogeyman boogeyman. But then you had him, who was just a psychotic person. That was it. Nothing to it. He wasn't supernatural. He wasn't a demon or nothing like that. He was just a psychotic lunatic. With a pickaxe. And I appreciate that. Like, if I take anything from my bloody Valentine as him being a killer, I appreciate him because he was just a dude in a suit. That was it. Yeah. And um, the touch on that with Crystal, 
just a little bit is we also got to remember between the original and the remake it would the original the reason why axel lost his shit was because his father was part of the mine team and when he was little or whatever or whenever it was like 20 years prior i think it was with the original um he actually ended up seeing his own father get killed by the, the the maniac right in front of him so that's what made him go berserk to start killing and why he became basically the my bloody valentine and i think what what even makes him more believable as a psychotic uh, individual, or yeah, yeah, psychotic individual is the fact that like, which, remember the ending of the original? He was singing that bizarre, "Will you be my bloody Valentine?" and like, <laughs> like Harry, I'm coming and with kill everybody, you know, like, like that's more fucking creepy than. How they ended it. How they ended the remake, really. Like, there was nothing... In my personal take, I find the remake was very much lacking the scare factor. Yeah, they were trying too much with the gore because of the whole 3D aspect and everything else, and that's why they were trying to have, uh, in this case, Tom throw the axe, right? So that way we can get that that cheap... Uh, axe throw because of the 3D, so that way it thinks like the th- we're about to get struck with it. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Honestly, I really don't know how much more and what else we can really talk about because this, the film, the remake just lacks so much in what the original actually offers. And as Crystal said, like, after nine, like after her, even her nineteen-year-old self, when she first saw it, it's like, yeah, my opinion hasn't changed yet. And like, just listening to the old episode, like I was saying before, and then remembering what I watched with this new remake, it's like, wow, like they really did way too much budget toward the three D aspect rather than trying to make the killed more gruesome. To satisfy people with the 3D, they element. didn't focus enough on the practical effects. Oh, God, they were no. more focused on the CGI and the 3D aspect to kind of, you know, pick up the slacker, up the ante. Which instead, like everybody says, it just takes too much away from the film. It doesn't even look like believable. Yeah, I mean, I'm just a firm believer that 3D is. 3D doesn't belong in horror, in no. all honesty. No. In my opinion, it just doesn't belong because it like like we talked about it, it took away from the but the budget from everything else to make it pop out and all this and that. But that's not what horror is mainly about. It's about practical scaring effects. practical fix, yeah, and scaring you. Th- nothing about this scares you. I mean, don't get me wrong, the original wasn't that scary either, but it had you a little more on edge than this one did. This one's just like, uh, okay, whatever. He's about to kill him. Oh, she fell. You know, the girl gets uh, <laughs> stuck behind the bed frame. And he's like, me and, well, me and my little brother watching it when, uh, was it Irene? Was yeah. Stuck behind the bed frame and he was yeah. shoot like trying to stab her. I'm like, why don't you push the bed frame off of you when he puts the pickaxe <gasps> through it and push off? 
<laughs> knock him over. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. Some of the well, well, with the way I look at horror nowadays, and I mean, and and I'm saying this with a big like nowadays, you know, where like it seems like no matter what what genre you watch, whether it's uh, sci-fi or horror or maybe even mystery, dependent on the film, it almost acts like they're trying to make it look like the people who watch it, the audience, are dumb as a rock and <laughs> that we're not going to catch on to this, even though we're already shaking our head going, you guys need to stop. That, that's cliche enough to try to tell us that we're dumb, even though we're not dumb. Like, how many times can you take take a theme and remake it over and over and over again into a film? People are going to oh, no, look at Halloween. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying, look at Halloween. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like you, you, you kill it. It's like you should have only done so many of the film and then cut it off at a good point and not just killed the shit out of it. Oh, these puns. These puns, Tessa, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I picked. I picked up on these puns. <laughs> oh man! Even with me not feeling that great, I'm still trying to push out them puns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what's funny though? Oh, what I was, was just fun? checking out the director from uh, from this film. Uh, oh, Patrick, my bloody Valentine. Yes. Patrick, uh... So looking at his history, he had a good. He had a good. He was doing the Scream, Scream Two, Scream Three, Halloween. He, he has a lot of horror remakes. But it wasn't until, like, My Bloody Valentine that his career, like, took a nosedive. Drive Angry. Okay, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but then that, that's, that's it. Like, what happened? Did My Bloody Valentine, did it do in his career? Was, it, was this film that bad? Uh... Oh, yeah, it's been did mimic and stuff like that, and wow, right? It was a good track record leading up to that point, and he hasn't. What 2011 was his last film? Yeah, Apollo 18, I think. Right. Well, that's edited. Oh, right, edited. Yeah. What um, happened to him? <laughs> 2019 was his last thing that he directed. It was the Purge for the TV series. Oh, gross. Episode oh, one. Episode one. Yeah, episode one. <laughs> yeah. Just one episode. And the, the pilot, which that then, doesn't count. <laughs> and then Into the Dark TV series episode one. Yeah, that's the uh, Hulu, I believe. I think. But that it's right but it, it's it's still it's not yeah. like anything substantial. It's and the last thing he writ he wrote besides Terminator Genesis was uh trick which is that the same trick that i think of yes it is oh god that, that <laughs> fucking movie all right um anyway moving on um in all fairness i will at least say this i don't know why the fuck a long time ago i bought this movie to have but i think it's just because of the fact that it would interest something to watch I mean, come on now. A physical version came with four 3D glasses. So it was kind of fun to see other people of your friends, like almost 
you know, fall out of their seat because of the 3D stuff, I guess, if they are not really used to the horror aspect. But otherwise, why did I buy this movie? I don't know. I don't know. I was going to ask you why you bought this movie. Was it just to put it with the original or something? Just to kind of have it? I think it? it would maybe to have the comparison. Just to have the two and have it be like a complete thing, but it's just like ugh. basically say don't watch this, watch this, and then like rub the original like like I'm gonna torture nipples. I don't know. Very <laughs> odd sometimes. Mm, them torture nipples. I'm sure. Look, look, <laughs> can we just be fair that this this episode already sounds like we're all having a limp dick? I mean, it's not as pleasurable as the first one that we ever did. And Ken wasn't even I mean, part of the pleasure I mean, a long time I mean, ago. in like a metaphorical <laughs> sense for Crystal and I, yeah. But for you guys, it's more literal. literal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No offense, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're on a roll, guy. You're on a roll. Like I said... Closing remarks. Um, I think I'm done anyway. I don't know what else to say, but as I had to rate this at a out of a ten, I'm gonna say a four. I'll That's at least generous. give it a four. Hey, too you, you being awfully kind. Okay, fine. Three. I'll give it a three. Still too generous, bro. <laughs> I give it a one and a half. That, yeah, yes. And that's and that's generous for me. I'll give it a one and I'm, a third. I'm whatever. <laughs> Crystal, I'll give it a one and a third. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, before we wrap this all up, uh Ken, thank you so much for joining. Crystal, it's a pleasure to talk to you again and have you um hopefully back yeah, on. Yeah, always a, a pleasure episode. to talk to you guys. And um it's it's great to you know to discuss horror movies and stuff and let's talk about a good one yeah. next time like an actual like really good one where that we're, we're just have like a hard on where we no, yes. where we're like wow that's amazing yeah paul had a good one that, uh, i thought we were going to talk about the resident evil remake i think paul you liked it that one right right after this if you want i'll <laughs> set up a whole new zoom hey hey no, i kind of like <laughs> welcome to raccoon city it's better. It's better me of a whole shitty ass movies. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> On Thank that you. note, everybody, I was Paul Dolsky. And this I was is- Tessa Baker. And joining us, we had Ken Artuge. Ken, real quick, where can people find you if you're even doing anything? So what's up with what's going on with you anyway? Well, DK Mag is pretty much done and done, but you could find me on Twitter. I'm, I'm still I'm still active there, and I'm still active on Instagram. Uh, I, I'm, I say I'm gonna resurrect it, but yeah, I have so many things on my palette. So, but yeah, I, you can still find me there on the DK Mac. So you're having reservations about it? You, you know, nothing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a long story. I don't think we have time for this. <laughs> 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 on that note. Crystal, what have you been up to and where can people uh, find you and all that well, stuff? I'm still on the Gamer Grind. You guys can catch me on Twitter at Cristillo Games or you can catch me on Twitch at Cristillo underscore Labello. Come watch play Spoopy Games. Yes, and hopefully your Valentine Day isn't as wimpy as all of us had talking about this goddamn movie. Anyway, until next time, keep your eyes peeled. 
keep your engine on because you just never know when you have to jump into your damn car to run away from assholes and run them over. And hopefully they don't throw a mining axe at you. Bye-bye, everybody. And stay scary. scary.